0: a very different camera so uh as you were mentioning that you're beginning to recognize there are different levels of waking up that's good yeah there is a kind of waking up uh that um is is totally waking up and that's the kind of waking up we need in the morning to get out of bed before we wake up, and then we don't. And it's that analogy is really true for our sitting practice also, yep. that we need to actually wake up completely. And I think that that deep breathing has a quality of that waking up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that um, another quality that we can see from being free from the hindrances is by waking up to them and throwing them out that we can use other words that will help westerners understand Um, we're looking for how to say it an actual real physical kind of reality for a human being but we can't give those directly we have to teach it in concepts and words what do you mean well the exact definition would I would be would be um, that if I tell one student to gladden the mind, that sounds like a lot of work to him. Yep. but if I can use the word relax, then he says oh that's easy yep. But in fact I'm talking about the same thing. Mm. To gladden the mind is to relax but gla- relaxing sounds easier then, uh, um, and when we talk about this kind of relaxing, is to relax as a relief from getting out of the hindrances. Mm -hmm. It it really is like um, you walk into a building or a situation and something is happening there and they want you to stay and you don't want to be there and it's a little scary and you don't know what's going on. But then eventually you find a way to get out.
1: Yeah.
0: When you get out, it's like, gosh, I'm glad I'm out of there. Yeah. I felt that way at church. I think that's the best thing that happens on Sunday morning. In America is they feel so relieved once that church service is over, and they're out of there. Okay. So this is the kind of relief that we're looking for. That kind of relax. Like I'm out of it now. Except that in this case, we recognize, oh, wait a minute, I was giving myself my own sermon. And now that I can stop sermonizing to myself, telling myself what i got to do and how I should be and what I want and all of that, then I can just relax. I'm glad that's over. And so, in that regard, right before we leave, we're looking for a way out. And so that looking for the way out is what we talk about in the sense of, um, I see you, Myra. In other words, we recognize that this is a situation we want out of. That's kind of the waking up. And now we have to take the right effort, and the right effort would be, in this case, is easing our way over to the door.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And then we can get out. Okay, so that easing our way over to the door is in that part of, aha, I see you, Mara, and begin to distance ourselves from that stuff. Because right before, we were in it. An example would be anger, I am angry, or I am frustrated, or I am sad, or I am looking for a new laptop, or I am blah, blah, whatever it is, it's a state of, activity that is not completely Mm satisfied. But once we have that satisfaction that we come through this little process, that's the getting out. That's the relief. That's the satisfaction. Wow, I'm so glad to be out of there. And you might also think of that uh, uh, room that we were in with the sermonizing or whatever. Uh, was not as well-lit as daylight, that when we come out, we come out into, into a brightness. That This, this is nice, yep. that that was dark and dingy and painful, and I'm out of it now, and now I'm in the state of being in the present moment. This is so important and a lot of students. Uh, I just talked to one again today that says, oh, well, when I'm practicing Anapanasati, the way you say, and, and focusing to make sure that I'm deep breathing, I don't go into those deep states. And I've got to say, yes, good. We're not interested in going into those deep states. The first thing that we can tell is if we know all of the jhana factors and that we know that it's a progression of going through the, uh, the jhana factors and manipulating them, that's jhana. what these deep states the students are falling into is not quite jana because it doesn't have all the factors to it or it may have some additional things so it is an altered state but it's not jhana.
1: in the back of my mind i also still want deep states just deep states of extreme bliss
0: well do the deep states bring bliss? Or does the bliss that you're able to manufacture through correct skillful development bring on the deep states? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because most of these deep states these guys go into, they're, they're nice, but they're nothing like the bliss I want. I must have to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. How deep do I go before I get to the bliss? The answer is you're not going to get bliss by going deep. You're going to go deep by getting bliss.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. For so long, I just thought that it was the other way around. I, d- I didn't realize that it's something that you have to cultivate yourself, that you actually have to do you actually have to make it happen. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was this always right effort. Yeah. And and the April Noble Pad definitely has right effort. This is this is not a non doing and I non do enough to where I get in a deep state and when I get in a deep state deep enough then bliss will occur on its own. That's that's not the practice that we're practicing here. We're practicing anapanasati that is designed specifically to bring us into the first jhana that does have those feelings. you use the word bliss but a, another. and here's the thing about bliss is, is that it's, it's always ill-defined. Nobody knows what bliss is. It's always something that's out of reach
1: yeah yeah.
0: It's always way up there, way out there someplace.
1: It's always something else. It's not what Uh I'm experiencing right
0: now. uh, And if we want it, then we don't have it. And that's Uh kind of suffering. We need to come out of that suffering so that we can get ourselves into a state of satisfaction. Because as our satisfaction grows, then that's good enough. If you had a choice between bliss that you didn't have, or even had intermittently, but you only had it when you were in deep states versus a developed sense of satisfaction and joy throughout your life, I think I would choose the joy throughout my life and forgo these deep states that are intending to get bliss, but don't quite ever get us there.
1: See, now I just feel greedy because I want both.
0: (laughs) Well... You already have bliss, right now, right this very second you've got bliss. Look at the big smile you've got on your face. Yeah. That you're in a state of satisfaction right now, just talking with me.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. But isn't that better than uh, being in a deep state wanting more bliss?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that this is good enough. Can we actually get ourselves in the state that this is good enough right now?
1: It's a lot easier to get into that state when speaking with you than it is when not speaking with you.
0: Well, I know that too, because (laughs) I had teachers also. Yeah. But there's nothing that I have not said to you that you cannot say to yourself. You've already heard it all. So then. And I've said everything to you that I say to myself. Only when I say it to myself, it's a a bit different. An example of that was last night, laying in bed, knowing that I... Yesterday was the ant with the laptop, okay? We talked about that. So last night I'm laying in bed, haven't gotten the results back, don't know about the laptop. All I know is it's dead meat. Yeah. The backup laptop is also dead meat. It fell apart within an hour after I brought it up.
1: Oh, no. Now I've
0: got this one. And so uh, this one we're going to definitely have to get another uh, laptop. But meanwhile, laying in bed last night, and I can feel this, it wasn't strong, but it was a small level of discomfort that would express itself in the form of just dis-ease or anxiety. It had not to do anything with the thoughts, but it did have to do with that. And so here I am laying in bed, Never mind, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, and then a couple of breaths later I recognized, wait a minute, that's gone. I didn't even have to tell that anxiety to go away. It oh. just did. And I feel really good without that level of anxiety. Okay, so this is the way that we practice, is that yes, but I I was comfortable, and also with the anxiety, I was also sure that I could deal with it, that I don't have to lay here a little bit tense, that I can take a few deep breaths and dispel that. And then the satisfaction goes, wow, I'm glad to to be free from that anxiety.
1: It's like part of me, see, because... What you said is, is quite important when you said, you know that you can get rid of it right mm-hmm. now with me. It's like. It's like I know I can get rid of it, but there's also some doubt
0: you need to continue to practice. In fact, uh, where that doubt will be fully eradicated is when there is a big deal. In other words, no matter how much uh, it comes, let me give you some examples of a big deal. Okay. Uh, you're so sick that they've taken you to the hospital and put put you on oxygen. That's a big deal. But that's not going to stop you from doing anapanasati. In fact, you said, hmm, this oxygen, that's nice and cool. I really like that. <laughs> All right. So there we go with that. Or. Another way of thinking about it is when we're really tired. That gives us an opportunity to really take some deep breaths. Let's see if we can get that tired and push it away so that we don't have to feel tired. Let's see if we can, within 10 or 15 or 30 seconds, we can push that tiredness away. Uh-huh. Okay. And now something really big. That is, you're driving along and the cops are behind you with their sirens and their lights. Okay, How are you going to feel right then? Uh-huh. Take a deep breath, okay, I can handle this, doesn't matter what the cops want, I can take care of it. And then let's go a little bit deeper. Even though I'm very friendly with them and everything is cool and I completely cooperate with them, they still handcuff me and take me to the station. How am I going to feel sitting at the back of their car, locked in, handcuffs behind the back? Okay, now we're getting really into heavy duty. <laughs> how how yeah. much hindrance can we handle? The answer is, the more we have those really intense moments, and we recognize, I can do that too. Even if the laptop dies, or even if the dog dies, even if my pet, I mean, I've got all kinds of things that I know I'm going to lose. And I'm going to have some grief, but I know that I can handle that grief. I know I can handle it.
1: So is handling it the exact same as coming right out of it?
0: Uh, Right there and then? Or is it just
1: being okay with it being present?
0: No, coming out of it. The okay that it is present will continue to happen even when you come out of it. It will come back. The grief will come back. But can you come out of it now? And then it'll come back. And can you come out of it now? And then a few days later, you recognize, oh, now I'm out of that grief. But I wasn't nearly as in grief as often or as much as I would have been if I'd just let myself wallow in it, thinking that it was okay to be in grief.
1: Okay, so, so I, I can I can, do that, but, when I, when it comes back there is still the sense of not being satisfied. But I can come out of it each Mm -hmm. time. But then it comes back and I'm not satisfied again. And then I'll come out of it again. And that kind of happens.
0: Well, that's exactly what the hindrances are like. They keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. But don't let them grind you down. Okay. Every time it comes back, I say, "Aha! There you are again. Yeah. There you go again," and I'm going to not let you be be boss of me right now.
1: Yeah, I never let it. I never let it grind me down like that anymore. Um, and it's, you know, the difference that that's kind of made is just incredible. But I still, I still feel like. I still feel like I just want to instantly be, really. Satisfied and really happy. Um,
0: and then but I that don't will never want it happen to happen. And back. if you want it, that prevents you from getting it. Instead, yeah. what you can say is instead of, I really want this really big thing, just look at it. No, then, right now it's okay. This is good. This is good enough. Keep coming back to this is good enough. This is satisfying. This is satisfactory. I don't have to need anything more.
1: So then where does it change from being, you know, where it changes from being kind of, this is okay, this is satisfying, to the kind of rapture of um, pity?
0: It comes eventually when you do really begin to take control of the mind. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about especially the th- the, the thinking part. That when the, Going back to that point of the anxiety that I felt, that was anxiety that, that was old, that had been triggered by the laptop. But I wasn't thinking about the laptop at all.
1: Okay. But I
0: did notice that that old, old anxiety that was triggered was still there, and I can still get rid of it in the moment. Right. Whether it, in fact, it hasn't come back since then. Okay, okay, so what we're really talking about is is that, yeah, the stuff's going to keep coming back and coming back, and every time it does, that gives us, if we're dealing with it correctly, just a little bit more confidence that I can take care of it next time. And so our confidence begins to build right, okay, and, And not only that, but if we actually are working with the breath so that we uh, are making sure that we know that it's a long, deep in-breath, that's the point of sati. So we keep our sati going. This is part of the reason why we want to talk about it in the sense of actually controlling the breath, making sure that it's a long, deep breath, a long, deep in-breath, a long, deep out-breath. Because so long as we're making sure that it's a long, deep breath, That means that we're coming back to the present moment, twice with each breath at least. Even if the mind wanders away, we're coming back, because we're watching the breath. That gives us a chance to really understand what's going on in the mind, because it doesn't just wander away and stay away. It wanders away only long enough for the next breath. We're talking about five or three, seven seconds, something like that time frame. Now we come back and we recognize, where, where has the mind been? The answer is it's been right here and <laughs> not been crouching around, or if it does, I'm gonna stop it.
1: So after doing a lot of well, maybe not even a lot, but after doing a certain amount of breathing long, it's like the body feels like it's got enough breath and mm-hmm. and then it wants to kind of slow down the pace of the breathing.
0: Okay, um, that's different from slowing down the amount because we've got to look at both of those. You see, some people, when they talk about a deep breath, they think they've got to completely fill up with oxygen. But might, most people, yeah. when they're actually breathing, they're breathing like at 30% capacity. And what we're looking for is maybe up to 70, 80% capacity. But you don't have to fill all the way up.
1: We're just talking about
0: a nice, long, relaxed breath. I generally give students the idea that they can count to five on an in-breath and count to five on an out-breath and then count two. Now you don't have to keep counting and counting and counting and counting for 30 minutes. So just a couple of three breaths, just to get, get yourself into the rhythm
1: okay yeah i can yeah no that's fine then i thought it was um i also thought it was um breathing in to maximum capacity and then breathing out to uh, to um so it's completely empty
0: um no no you're not ever going to get it completely empty and um no matter what capacity that you have you can work at getting a little bit more in right we're not looking at that, but we're not looking at, is this 99 or is this 100? Well, I just went from 99 to more breath, now is that 99 or is there 100, you know? No, we're not playing those games, so uh, well, we're completely full of air. No, right. we're talking about a nice, long, deep, relaxed, easy-going breathing. And okay. as we do a nice, long, relaxed, easygoing breathing, the amount of air that we have with each breath We'll, uh, we'll begin to slow down the rate of it as we begin to slow down uh, our breathing. Right now, in the realm that we're talking about, it's about five breaths a minute. And if we would look for going down to about three. Three is like 20 seconds, which means an 884. But I would recommend not doing that for quite a while until you get really easy going with 552. Five, Right. OK. Watch watch the shoulder. This will give you an idea. The reason that your shoulder is rising and falling the way that it does is because my arm is sitting on my abdomen. So as I'm breathing in with the abdomen, the arm actually moves a bit. <laughs> it's not magic. So Wait, I can't,
1: I can't see your shoulder. It's, um, it's cutting off. Can you turn it down a bit? Yep. Thanks.
0: Your shoulder, OK. So watch, I'm about to start. So that's a nice, long, slow, easy-going breath.
1: But then when I breathe like that, I get a little bit dull sometimes, when I'm not... Well then
0: take a little bit more air in, or take it in a little bit faster. Okay. We don't want to get dull, we want to actually invigorate the mind, get the mind actually the body will become tingly alive. You will feel really open and refreshed when you've got a lot of oxygen. So, if the kind of breathing that I'm doing is uh, uh, making you dull, then I'm not doing your breathing. <laughs> I'm doing a different one. Yeah. But long, slow, deep breath. But you don't have to fill up all the way because so the we're energy. looking for easy, easy breath.
1: Okay. And the and the the breath it, uh, the breath is where the energy comes from. is it or is cultivating energy kind of a different act?
0: Um, let us say that when right effort is cultivated, that it actually becomes energetic. Okay, I see that. When right effort becomes cultivated well, it jumps. It's there. Just enough effort. It takes a bit of while to develop that. But it, uh, and in fact, this is one of the distinctions then between the seven factors of enlightenment and the Eightfold Noble Path. As the Eightfold Noble Path talks about right noble effort, but in fact, into the Sambojana, when it becomes a, an enlightenment factor, now it converts kind of to an energy. It is easy to do. It's so easy to do that just by thinking about it, it's almost like a, a jack-in-the-box. It just pop right into deep, long breath. You just kind of pop into gladdening the mind
1: so i'm feeling i'm feeling energy right now um because i've been doing the deep breaths for the past few minutes um and i noticed that the energy comes up and it kind of lingers in the head and it gets um and then it creates some pressure now it's not it's not really all that uncomfortable. It's it's slightly uncomfortable. Um, but there's not really as much gladdening or um, sort of joy. But there is energy.
0: Okay. So the energy then can be used for, for joy. Right. You can, in fact. Wow! Look at all that energy. (laughs) So basically, we're talking about becoming pleased with what you're doing, okay? Rather than being displeased and wanting something, go ahead and let yourself be pleased right now. You don't have to attain anything. Just be pleasant. Just you know <laughs> it's so hard to talk about. But it's really easy to do once you understand that it's just a better just let yourself feel good.
1: There've been times where it's just been so easy to do that. It's just happened just like that. Um mm-hmm. and I've been able to maintain it as well. Um But maybe the past week, not so much.
0: Well, it comes and mind, it goes. Again.
1: That's yeah.
0: what that's what a good pep talk's all about. Is come in and oh yeah, all right, never mind. We'll go do it again. Yeah.
1: I think the the anxiety that I felt at work um, when we last spoke. That's that's kind of, it's not really there as much anymore. Um, Because I've kind of, when it comes, I kind of tell myself, you know, it's it's not really as important as it seems. Um, And that's kind of made it easier. Um, But I think, I think the dissatisfaction, it's, um. I don't don't know, it's, it's still there,
0: kind of. Well, breathe into it. Yeah. Just breathe into it and say, yeah, I see you. Yeah, I see you in there. That's the way to do it, is to keep separating yourself from it. But you are not that anxiety, you are not that tension, you are outside of it, you're yeah. observing it from the outside and as you breathe deeply you'll notice that it just kind of melts away, it may come again, never mind, we can handle it then, we handled it this time, that's the confidence that we build, I can do this.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good,
0: good, good. Well, you go practice like that, because you're not going to get it rid of it in one second. Put five or 10, maybe 20. Just keep breathing into it. You see it. I am not that anxiety. I see you there, anxiety. I see all of that blood chemistry and what it does to the body. But I am not that. I'm the guy who's watching that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of attitude to disassociate yourself from the feelings.
1: Yeah. It's almost like when I when I speak to you, it's like you're reminding me of it all. But like I'm I'm still telling myself all this stuff. But when you when you say it, it kind of I don't know it has it has a better effect <laughs>
0: yeah just a little skill just a little bit uh, of practice and it, it gets better and better you already told me and I, I believe you that wow look at how almost already so much improvement yeah already life is beginning to change
1: yeah yeah it, yeah, it really is
0: yeah so keep going Oh, that's another
1: thing, that's another thing you just reminded me of. So another thing is getting complacent, and then I kind of slack on the on the right effort, and then yes. before I know it, it's just back to hindrances. Mm-hmm.
0: The example that I use for that, and that's actually kind of uh, an intermediate or advanced place that students will get to, they'll get so much good results. They'll say wow I've made it then they don't have, then they don't have the uh, uh, let us say the, uh, the the fire in the belly to continue to practice
1: yeah exactly
0: and so what happens then is that uh, things start start to grow back
1: yeah because it's like it's like all right um, yeah
0: and so we have to go through several of those cycles also. Okay. to get really good at it and then slack off and then it starts to grab us by the throat again and we see that and so we practice a while more get ourselves back into a state of satisfaction and then we stop practice and then it takes over us again but each time we do that the taking over takes longer it's slower and it's not as severe because we're waking up more and more to that
1: stuff yeah I can see why I can see why it would um, take longer for it to take over because you're learning as you go along and you're you're kind of you're getting more um, yeah you're noticing it more and yeah you're getting more skilled yeah So I have one more question. Okay. So when when in a state of wanting or fantasizing, um it's like there's there's two things I notice. That it feels it feels wanting feels kind of good, but Mm -hmm. it also feels kind of bad.
0: Um,
1: and I've, that, I've been kind of struggling with that. That's a very
0: interesting that. point. Yes, when we like something, naturally it feels good. That's the whole point of liking something. I like it. Yeah. But if we're not careful, the liking turns into wanting it. Now, in order for me to feel the good that I had when I saw it and I liked it, now I have the desire to own it thinking that I'll feel even better I want it is okay because if I see I want it then everything is good but if I if I uh, excuse me I like it if I just yeah. like it beautiful I like it it's good that's okay. great I, I'm happy but if I start to want it and this could be a material good. It can be a person. It can be a degree. It can be anything. And it can also be mental states. That I would say that there's a huge amount of suffering in the world with through meditators wanting enlightenment. If they weren't meditating, they'd probably have a happier life. I think but they're meditating because they want something. <laughs> so they work really hard, oh, i got to have it, oh, I want those deep states, I know I'll get some bliss there someplace if I keep working really hard at it. That happens so much. And this, it is exactly backwards from that. And that is to say, well, I, you know, I may become enlightened someday, and the only way that I'll ever be to that is because enlightenment means that I'm really satisfied, so let's practice being really satisfied right now. Yeah. Let's be really satisfied, content. Let's be in a state of pleasure rather than the state of dukkha. Yeah. Then we can have the kind of thoughts like, "Yippee! Third Noble Truth! Aha! I got it! There it is! No suffering!"
1: Yeah, I've been I've been feeling like, oh, like I I want that Third Noble Truth feeling back, because I haven't been able to get it much recently, and I keep feeling like, oh, why is it not coming? Why is it not coming?
0: You want it, yeah. rather than just letting it be there, it's already there. It's almost like uh, here's a question if you're in a dark room, no lights, a black cat is in the room, and maybe some furniture, we don't know what all's in the room, but there's a black cat in this completely darkened room, right? How are you going to catch the cat? What are you going to do to catch the cat?
1: Nothing. I don't know.
0: I'm going to sit down on the floor and wait for the cat to come sit on my lap.
1: yeah, yeah. Mhm.
0: That's how you catch a cat. You don't have to chase it all over the room because you can't find it you can't see it. That's how people are looking for bliss. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just sit down and here it comes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true.
1: Yeah, because I know that it's like, that's how it's always been. It's just um, forgetting it.
0: Call me. Never mind. I'll I'll tell you. Don't worry. Be happy.
1: I'm really (laughs) grateful.
0: Well, Jintan, this has been a delightful conversation. I've enjoyed it. We'll finish now. We've done about 40 minutes and we'll see you next time. Yeah, it's keep been practicing. And keep enjoying.
1: Thanks, Don Rato.
0: We'll see you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.